Okay. Well, everyone, uh, we're doing uh, another AMA here. It's been uh, any new stuff to talk about. Um, I'm sure you've all read some of the new documents that have been dropped. Um, you can uh, queue up your questions in the classroom chat. You can also raise your hands. And I'll uh, bring people up here. Is there anything else that's uh, top of mind, Publius, that you want to maybe uh, announce before we before we kick it off for questions? Uh, you know, we'll just say uh, it's it's kind of incredible to watch everyone who, prior to the attack, was working on being stuck in some capacity, who now has. Like self-selected themselves to just keep working on it, even though now there's, you know, no value there at the moment and no expectation to pay from Beanstalk Farms. All these people who are just not just working, but just chefing and making some cool shit. And uh, all the content that went out today from Beanstalk Farms is so cool to see and uh, very just inspired, very inspired by the Beanstalk community and are grateful. Uh, for the opportunity I think we all have in front of us to to collectively work to get Beanstalk back up and running. So this is a uh, yeah, this is this has been a, a crazy roller coaster of a week, but at a high level feeling just very grateful for our community and inspired. Yeah, you know, I I, I got to say, I don't feel that different from last week <laughs> at this time. Uh, I feel like we're just, you know, like you said, wake up. You, it's wake up, uh, you know, code. I think uh, the Publius uh, said, wake up, code, go to sleep. And uh, just wake up, work on being stock farms, soul TV, go to sleep. So and as far as everyone pulling together, something I tweeted today was that Someone said, it's crazy. I'm feeling more bullish, you know, uh, about Beanstalk now than I did before, uh, you know, before the exploit. And I said, I re re replied, I said, it's not really that crazy. It's kind of like believing more in your community after there's a big fire and everyone pulls together to, you know, to, to work on fixing the buildings and rebuilding after a fire. It makes sense that you'd feel stronger about your community after that. You might be temporarily weaker, but long term, you're stronger for it. So. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, and uh, I'll, I'll quit blabbing. So here we go. Harry Smith. Just in my chops. Uh, will the protocol launch with generalized convert slash minting that was in progress pre-exploit? Oh, Harry Smith, you don't miss a beat, and we love you for it. Um, the short answer is that For simplicity's sake, we think it probably makes sense to launch with a single liquidity pool, and therefore there wouldn't be any need for generalized convert or minting at launch. However, all of that code, or the vast majority of that code, maybe not all of it, but a lot of that code has already been written and was getting prepared for audit uh, anyways, and so the hope would be that uh, if it's not in the in Beanstalk when it goes live again, because that will most likely be very similar to what was previously live, but without convert, if there's only one liquidity pool, the hope would be that assuming things are uh, 
moving smoothly, there's no reason why Beanstalk couldn't quickly move to other liquidity pools and have generalized convert and minting across some of those pools. I'm going back up a little bit from Jams. We have thoughts on that Luna tweet and potentially $20 million of, quote, free LP. I don't know if you saw this tweet, um, but it is in the classroom chat, up about 10 comments. No comment. Nothing, no comment. real thoughts on something like this. Okay, from Beendolf. Other than we think UST is very cool and you know, think this is something that would be very interesting to consider. There's no reason not to do the raise and launch the initial pool as it being UST pool, for example. Like, we have no problem with that. So that's something that should certainly be considered if we think that there's one set of holders that are going to be, you know, token holders that are going to be more inclined to do something like this. Uh, there's no reason why not to maybe open up Beanstalk to a variety of different uh, currencies to sew in and then uh, you know, it again launch with one liquidity pool, but maybe at least make it such that Beanstalk could attract other capital. Alrighty, um, Beanstalk. What are the thoughts around what the early bid bonus would be? the estimated multipliers that make sense, et cetera? Well, it's a great question. Now, I don't know if I have a good answer. Um, in theory, something like 3% per day. So if you bid on the first day, you get like a 21% bonus. That's interesting. Uh, and then if you bid on the second day, you get an 18% bonus and so on and so forth. Now, the first question is, should the bonus be as a multiplier or as an addition? The thought is not to make it a multiplier, but just to make it uh, as a plus. Um, although there is a thought that maybe it's you should be more aggressive and make it as a time. So if there's a you know 21% multiplier, it would be whatever pods you would have otherwise gotten. It's times 1.21. Um, now you could be super aggressive and do something like if you sew on the first, if you bid in the first hour. Uh, of the bidding process, again, there'll be like 168 hours over the course of the week. Uh, the concept is maybe you could do something like you get a, a huge bonus, like 168% to just encourage people to ape in. But at some point then, uh, you know, you you risk over front loading it. So there's some, there's some elegant middle ground there. Uh, not sure what it is, but I'm sure the community will there's a lot of discussions that we've been a part of and that uh, people seem to be having as to what that slope that makes sense is and what how discreet to make it. Um, and, you know, don't think that it's too substantive in the grand scheme of things, but uh, it's important to get right. Okay, uh, Austin posted a good question from uh, General today. How will we measure the dollar value? Before we were taking the USDC ETH Uniswap Oracle and comparing it with the with the ration with the Bean ETH pool. Now this will be. Uh, now, how will this be achieved if there's no Bean ETH pool to begin with? 
So uh, the short answer is that because all of the work for generalized minting was completed, uh, such that Beanstalk could mint based on the excess beans uh, or shortage of beans in the Bean 3 curve pool over the previous season, uh, you know, that that's basically how it would function. So, uh, you know, Publis, do you want to comment on the technical aspects of that uh, in any more detail at the moment? Um, you know, not quite sure what there is to comment on in regards to that. You know, we kind of, you know, have the generalized minting math sought out for a generic curve meta pool. If we did end up launching with a curve plane pool, the math wouldn't be too different. Um, you know, there's going to be a little bit of friction there regarding, you know, certain curve pools can't, you know, aren't launched with time-weighted average liquidity or time-weighted average price. Um, so, you know, if, if, you know, Beanstalk Farms gets to the point where, you know, we're, we're deploying in a curve pool. Um, yeah, there's a little bit of friction around there we need to solve, but, you know, shouldn't be too much more than that. And, um, I didn't hear this earlier, but, um, what is the anticipated timeline to add the ETH Bean Uniswap the ETH Bean Uniswap pool? No timeline. It'll. I mean, the short answer is after Beanstalk is back up and running, that'll be for the DAO to kind of evaluate how quickly to move on stuff, and uh, you know, don't really have any sense. Okay. Next question: Will there be any Bean FTS? Uh. The short answer is, you know, I think it would be a real shame, a real shame if there were not being FTs uh, for the barn raiser. So uh, the cool thing about the community is that we're at the point where uh, I haven't had anything to do with that, but I'm going to bet the over that there will be some being FTs for the barn raiser. Don't know exactly... I actually have no information about them other than I think people are working on them. But uh, yeah, you know, that's a, a great idea and one one uh, we hope happens. I think you're there's probably not not going to be any BNFTs, <laughs> what I would say. OK. Uh, from the Black Knight. Regarding the barn raise, there's no mention of a soft cap to move forward. There have been mentions a few times stating that Bean can reboot with minimal funds. My concern is that if the barn raise doesn't hit a soft cap, we're all faced with a high percent haircut. Would it not be practical to at least know what a soft cap would look like? It's a great question. Uh, and maybe, maybe there should be a soft cap. Uh... I think $10 million would be like a very reasonable number for that, you know, to throw something out. I don't, it's hard to get a sense, right? The current plan is such that Beanstalk could really relaunch at any scale. Now, if there really is only 1% of the funds raised, um, you know, less than a million dollars, uh, maybe it doesn't make sense to, for everyone to keep working on this. Um, Maybe that, yeah, maybe that's a reasonable position to take. Uh, 
from our perspective, you know, that's that's something that probably needs to be sourced from the from the DAO and from you know from people that are working on Beanstalk. What might be the threshold below which they're uninclined to work on Beanstalk? But uh, you know, from our perspective, uh, there's there's no real minimum. I have the Black Knight here, so I'm going to bring him up in case he wants to continue that discussion. Fantastic. Thanks very much. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've obviously been following, you know, all the proposals, etc. right? And, uh, you know, a, a typical token event of this nature kind of thing, you, you'd always want to kind of make sure that you, you retain X amount of funding, right? Because obviously you've got, you know, in a typical project, you want to make sure you deliver X, Y, and Z, right? If you only if you only reach a particular soft cap, then you know only X and Y can kind of go forward as well. So my my fear is that you well, know, that's a great it's a great point, and I actually think this is one of the key differences between Beanstalk and uh, capital raises. There's no work to be done. You know, the funds will be raised, and then Beanstalk is restarted. So there's no work that anyone's doing uh, that is contingent on raising enough capital. It's just the capital will be raised and Beanstalk will be restarted, right? So I think this is actually a key difference where Beanstalk is fundamentally structurally different from a project where there's work that needs to be done, right? There's there's a, uh, uh, something that needs to be implemented. Uh, Beanstalk already exists. So once the fundraise is complete, uh, it'll be merely a question of turning it on with the new parameters, effectively, without governance. Yeah, and that's a, that's a very good point as well. Yeah, so I respect that. I, I think the key part is is that while I've got a lot of confidence and, yeah, we, there's a lot of community, the community is obviously very excited. There's lots to talk about, you know, a lot of high, uh, big big investments, right, which is really great, right? But talk is talk right action is a different thing right my fear is that we're going to have one shot this kind of barn barn sale right and it's kind of that's that's the kind of make or break of of where we kind of wipe or kind of break even with people's haircuts as such so if 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 there isn't a soft cap as such then it's kind of going well sorry guys we we give it a we give it a shot but you've you you've lost 80% in a haircut right uh, but you know, over the, over time we make that back. But if there was some confidence that unless we do have a soft cap in place, that you're only going to be faced with you know X amount of loss straight off the bat. At least that way we said, well, we tried to do the barn raise. Maybe there's lessons learned there. But if we don't hit that soft cap, we can do it. We can do a plan B to make sure that we do have more confidence of hitting at least. The next soft well, I, I would make the point there's really one shot here and if and if you know everyone decides to set a minimum and it's not reached the thought would be well you know i guess at that point we're all going home because there's no demand for beanstalk and beans so that's from my perspective if you if you set a minimum it's a very there's almost a, a nice element of that of giving everyone a target and it's like you know if well, if Beanstalk can't get to this threshold, then yeah, maybe. It's, well, the argument. Go ahead. The argument, I, I yeah, I agree, right? To some extent, right? But I I do feel that it, there, there's probably elements that can be in, incentivized a little bit more to kind of really maximize the uh, the input here, right? So while there is only one shot, 
it, there's no reason why there can't be kind of uh, some uh, high level of confidence that we are definitely going to hit that soft cap as such. So uh, that's all I'm going to say there. I don't want to kind of I understand that the, the model's there. It's ready to kind of get kickstarted. Fantastic. But it's just more to do with, you know, what, where is the incentivization to kind of throw money back at this? Because at the moment, as an, as an investor, I put in a lot of money. Um, and at the moment, I'm still on the fence in regards to if I was to scrape up more funds, is it really worth my while in regards to going back in? I'm not feeling that sweetener there to kind of for me to jump back in it right so that's bad because i love being heavily so let me ask you the black knight what what do you have in mind as something that to you in particular would make you more likely to participate well i've communicated my uh my views in regards to where where we can kind of incentivize but this is an open forum everyone's listening so let's let's discuss okay all right well basically I felt that there was there there should be a a, a dual pronged kind of approach. There, you know, there's liquid generation events. We're trying to we're trying to have we're trying to recap on the on the on the um, on the liquidity, right? So at the moment we're going to be doing pod line only, uh, which which would result in the liquidity. But if there was a more of a a dual dual pronged approach where you had a liquid generation event where people donated their their stable and that resulted in in a, a multiplier then you'd kind of have a two-stage approach where you'd actually have that liquidity in place then you can do a barn raise with a pod line but you'd already have the pre-res pre in place to actually kind of kick the the um the pod line into place straight away so i mean i know that's all kind of all random but uh, it's just more to do with a, a heavier focus on this barn raise. I just feel that it's just very, um, but it's very simplistic to the point where th there's less moving parts, which is good. But uh, it's it just, yeah, maybe I'm over overthinking this. But um, also as well with the pods. It's it's kind of it's it's going to be a, a, a what's the what's the, sorry I'm just trying to read up on the it's going to be a fundraise right so I suppose I don't know I just don't see the the tiered structure in regards that it's clear in regards to if I was to invest a million dollars what does that look like from an investment perspective on it there's there's still some gaps there which I feel that probably just need to be ironed out over the next kind of following week. Well, like what? Give me an example. Well, okay. There's two investors, right? They each got uh, a, a million dollars, right? What's, what, what, what's the difference between person A and person B investing their million dollars? Well, it depends what, what are the circumstances, right? So well, there's gonna be, well, there's a yeah, weather, there's two there's two main factors one is the day at which you bid there's in theory going to be some bonus when you bid if you bid on the first day and your bid wins you'll get like a 21 percent bonus if it's three percent per day for example so if you if you're if you bid a hundred percent weather and then you bid on the first day and it clears you'll get 121 percent weather for example now uh 
the other thing that you, so there's two real things you can do you can bid the weather and you can uh bid in advance such that you get some sort of bonus those are the two places where you know if a and b put in a million dollars there may be a difference in the return that they get and then obviously because the pod line is first in first out the the place in line is going to be different depending on who sows first Okay, all right, I'm going to step down anyway, and I don't want to dominate this situation. I just wanted to kind of air some of my thoughts uh, due to, yeah, due to my circumstances. But that's all right, I'm going to step down. I don't want to rustle people's feathers. Obviously, everyone else has got confidence in regards to the barn sale. So, yeah, I just wanted to kind of just share some thoughts. So thank you for your time. Yeah, I mean, the only other thing I would say is that simple – Simple is really better, you know, and so I understand your point about maybe there being benefits to additional complexity uh, at the micro level, but at a macro level in practice, it's very hard to imagine that given the short notice and the amount of capital that Beanstalk needs to raise and the people that need to be educated about how Beanstalk works, uh, it makes sense to add additional layers of complexity for marginal benefits. So, uh, in my opinion, this is a very simple solution. Uh, I think that economically, all of the participants should be very well aligned. And uh, my my guess is over the length of this call, we may get into some of the minutiae there, but that's the general structure or the idea behind the structure, maybe. Okay. Thanks for your time. And uh, yeah, totally confident about moving forward. So let's see what unfolds. Thank you. Thanks, Black Knight. Also, there's going to be... Uh... So as you continue thinking about this and as we continue putting out more, um, you know, you've been a friendly face around, so uh, I'm sure that you can hop on in a day or two and, and ask another question. Uh, I just invited uh, Rose up on the stage. And in the meantime, I will check the chat. Okay, we have uh, from Tricky Hoddle. Any thoughts? To pivoting to a single curve pool and fast-tracking acquisition of protocol-owned CVX and or VCRV above and beyond the minimum required to get a gauge and use that to boost the APY high from the outset. Highest APY on curve convex is an easy way to get attention and then attract liquidity. So given how difficult it was to get a curve gauge the first time, I uh, don't think that's going to be possible at launch. But we do have a nice relationship with the Curve people now, so hopefully that won't be too difficult after launch, but don't think that's feasible at the get-go. And would also maybe just add to that, I think it's better to start with Beanstalk native liquidity as opposed to bribed liquidity or externally incentivized liquidity. Uh, yeah, Rose, we can hear you. Okay. I posted the question, but I will say it out here over here as, as well. Uh, my question is, um, say we raise 50%, um, and is there a scenario uh, with that 50% raise for the currently invested folks not to be able to get minimum 50% back granted they wait the full vesting period? Uh, when you say the full amount... 
Uh, well, the 50%. Well, well just to be clear, I no, but just allow me to just be as clear as possible. The idea is assuming that you withdraw and sell your beans for a dollar, that's the case, right? So uh, you could wait until the full vesting period happens, and then if the price was below a dollar, then you'd, you know, technically, I don't know if you're getting the full amount. But the idea is, oh. uh, uh, in the spirit of the question that you were asking, I think the answer is no. If you wait the full vesting period, uh, which which is currently the thought is until the new pod line is fully paid back, instead of the 100 days, mm-hmm. instead of something arbitrary, uh, I, I actually don't know who to attribute the idea to, but somebody suggested it, and it's a very elegant solution, um, where the... The vesting haircut or the the vesting cut will be determined by the percentage of the new pod line that's been paid off. And therefore, if you wait until all of the lenders that come in to bail out the system are paid back, uh, then there's no additional haircut, you know, which we think is very elegant. Mm-hmm. But the haircut will be determined by the actual end of the fundraise. So if, if we only raise 50 percent, that is pretty much a predetermined haircut that's that's a haircut that would happen but then Mm -hmm. there's no additional haircut if you wait until after the new pod line is paid back so there is a second haircut if you don't wait okay that makes sense okay yeah i understand both of those uh what about uh the dependency on bean gaining its peg back wouldn't there be a dependency as well on top of these two elements well again this kind of goes to the the presumption is that all of the new pod line has been paid back or harvested, which de facto mm-hmm. means that beans are at peg, right? Mm. So that's like almost implicit in the question. Okay. I'm so new to it. So thank you for being patient with me. No, no um, problem whatsoever. Uh, and I don't mean to, to condescend in any way. No, no, you didn't at all, <laughs> at all, actually. Um, so what are the uh, thoughts so far from, like, uh, I know that initially getting PEG was a bit challenging and there was some changes to the economics or the code, which made it a lot more uh, feasible for being to gain its PEG. Granted that we haven't lost, being stock hasn't lost its popularity to the to the audience because of the, because of the robbery, it just went through pretty much, right? Uh, and it stays intact. What 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 would be an estimate for being to get gain its peg back, roughly? So this is the main benefit of the haircut, if that makes sense. So from my perspective, I've been trying to uh, figure out the best way to explain it. There's really three stages to what's going on, three parts. One is the barn race itself. Then there's the haircut based on how successful the barn raises, and then there's the vesting period, right? And so the benefit of the haircut, which there's no period, it'll just happen at the time Beanstalk is uh, restarted effectively based on how successful the fundraise is, uh, the idea is that haircut is what will create the sustainability in peg maintenance. Because if only 50% of the funds are raised, the entire system is being scaled down by 50%. Uh, and and therefore, there's no reason to expect the the circumstances to have substantively changed, such that there's going to be large uh, uh, a large mismatch of excess supply. Now, additionally, if we talk about the vesting, this is actually something that will have a unique effect on Beanstalk that is new, because to date, there's been other than the withdrawal freeze, uh, 
which again has never been more than a day and is now I think four or five seasons. Uh, the idea is because of the withdrawal freeze, that's the only friction around withdrawing. Now, because of this vesting, uh, the sell pressure from people withdrawing from the silo and selling is going to be dramatically reduced, dramatically reduced. So in many respects, uh, would expect there to be limited supply pressure relative to demand, which is almost what you want, given the fact that the system is being reset and scaled down. You would want it to be, you know, in a position that's sustainable and strong as opposed to then immediately depeg. Now, that's not to say that there won't be some beans that were liquid or circulating that are then sold, but the concept is that, uh, you know, in the grand scheme of things, apples to apples, there's likely to be less sell pressure than there was before. Now, it is worth noting, despite the vesting, under this idea, two-thirds of the new bean seniorage will go towards pod harvest now. So at the margin each season, there would be slightly more beans that could be immediately sold on the market. But don't think that that will have, you know, the most significant effect in the grand scheme of things. So now when uh, people, uh, let's say somebody decides to, it's, it's just like I want out of it on day one that when this gets turned on, right? Will they get proper notification on regardless of what day of the vesting without being fully vested or that how much they're leaving on the table? So the short answer is that, you know, the, the UX team is probably more, more uh, positioned to speak on. Uh, but the short answer is in the same way that uh, for a long time, the language on the UX has been pretty good around withdrawal, stating you will burn this stock, you will burn these seeds, you know, your assets will be frozen, yada, yada. Uh, you know, you'd expect there to be a similar level of clarity uh, for users who are withdrawing that they would be forfeiting, you know, uh, their 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 claims to the BDV that they otherwise could could uh, claim more of if they waited or something like that. Would there be essentially a calculator with it as well, or just a pure simple warning? Uh, again, not. I'm uh, very hard to say because uh, I I haven't spoken to the people that are working on the the UX for this uh, at all. Any way to circle back and and report back this onto the Discord somehow? Uh, long story short, I'm trying to look right now if any of the oh, uh, not to put you on the spot, uh. But Jelly Bean, any chance you uh, can can hop up here and talk a little bit about the UX process or, uh, you know, no pressure if not. But if you'd like to come up here, feel free to raise your hand um, and we'll we'll get you up here to comment. Jelly Bean is uh, uh, head of the product design team at Beanstalk Farms. Jelly Bean is um, just asked to speak, but then for some reason that says invite sent already. Let's see. Jelly, I'm going to dismiss you and then raise your hand again, okay? Raise your hand again now. Ellie. Oh, hold on. She DM'd me. Oh, she says, wait, I can't talk now. Sorry. Um, but Rose, if you're going to maybe jelly, if, if you can 
talk in a second or you know in maybe 20 minutes or something she could hop maybe, back up maybe, maybe we'll get jelly up here later to address your question rose or otherwise i'm sure there will be some uh response uh posted in the discord or something like that that sounds completely fine that sounds perfect but i would Sorry. say rose as is- you can tell we're all figuring this out in real time together here rose yes totally get it no worries usually usually our our goal with ui is you know is, is clarity and, and before something happens you know like i'm thinking when you were converting beans into to LP, you know, it would say, here's what the beans are going to do. And here's what, you know, here's how many more seeds you're going to get. And if it's going to burn stock, it would say how many stock it was going to burn. So I, I think that we would take this very seriously and obviously say, hey, you know, if you're mm-hmm. selling $100 of beans here and, and, and the haircut is 25%, I mm-hmm. think that it would say, you, know, you're, you will receive 75 beans after the haircut. You know, I think that... Uh, Okay. That seems like the typical path for us. So I, I wouldn't. Uh, Publius, do you have anything to say to that? I already said it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, but we can also. Um, I'm sure that we can. We can get someone from the team up. Uh, the next, maybe the next uh, AMA, or if Jelly can hop on a little bit later. Yeah, I had another question, and I've totally lost it, and I probably raised my hand again. All right. No, no, no problem. You can always raise your hand again. Um, Okay, so next, Publius, I got a, I got one for you. Um, what price is Bean going to be when it relaunches? So I don't actually know. Um, probably at whatever price it was at before it, the attack. Um, probably that. Maybe a dollar though, but probably that. I believe it was something like a dollar three. Yeah, something like that. Um, but uh, you know, it's also very possible that it might just launch at exactly a dollar, if that makes sense. So uh, th- those would be the two options at the moment. Okay, I just brought Minecraft Grifter. I believe you had a question for me, Minecraft. Uh, yeah, I asked in the uh, chat, what are the current plans to rectify the silo engagement? Because it seems like if, if the community had just had more of the market cap wrapped up in the silo, uh, what happened wouldn't have been able to happen. Obviously, like it wouldn't have been available to public markets. So is there a plan to, to rectify that or uh, anything on the table there? So I think that yeah, I think- might be a little bit of a misconception. Uh, the engagement in the silo is not the issue in the sense that the only way to acquire stock is to deposit assets in the silo so there was and stock isn't even liquid so it wasn't a question of like many of the people that are in the silo sold their stock and don't care and then it was bought on the open market this was the result of a flash loan attack that allowed someone to deposit uh like a billion dollars of assets in the silo at once to acquire a two-thirds majority. That had nothing to do with um, no, but, the engagement um, in the silo. But you see, he he acquired the assets that can be deposited into the silo. If a greater share of those assets were already in the silo, if they were already in the hands of stockholders... It's like, that's like Ethereum. Like, that's like three-curve and USDC and LUSD. That's like you know billions of other assets yeah, that's the, kind of like the problem is um how i it, fundamentally it disagree like, here. that's that's totally like unfair in the system i mean i I, I, I don't know how you can say that beanstalk was starting to ra- dramatically attract a lot of 
liquidity in the form of Ethereum and 3Curve and LUSD, and that was a clear sign of success. The idea that you're going to look at the state and say, well, it's not big enough, and that's an indication that it wasn't doing well, I think that's a totally wrong take. Well, I'm not saying that it uh, wasn't big enough. The trouble is that uh, it just made the governance especially susceptible to outside um, decisions to put a lot of money in, right? Which isn't exactly the the most secure position to be in. Uh, I would have said, um, maybe I should have said, not in regards to necessarily the whitelisted assets, uh, but would you be willing to change any of the whitelisted assets going forward to acquire stock? Would you be willing to move uh, into a different direction there? Or would you, or is there like another plan for maybe changing the amount of stock that's paid out? So maybe to reward older deposits with more stock. So to ensure that new deposits can't have something that takes over in less than a minute or something like that. Like, do you understand what I'm saying? So respectfully, I think a lot of the things that you're talking about are already a part of the model. Uh, the only question I feel like I can actually answer is uh, whether or not, you know, the whitelisted assets should be changed. And the thought is, at launch, there will likely only be beans and a single LP token whitelisted uh, or at restart. Um, what that LP token is, is unclear. Um, and what what uh, liquidity pools or, or, or LP tokens are whitelisted going forward is uh, as always, an open question for the DAO. So uh, no real answer there, but that would be the only part of your question I can really feel like I, I can actually address, other than to say, you know, do substantively disagree on your assertion about uh, the size of the market, uh, and would note that uh, people do accrue more stock over time the longer they're deposited in the silo. However, in theory, there's no amount of additional stock that they could have accrued that would have prevented this attack from being possible if you assume that uh, the amount of assets that could be flash loaned were greater than the size of Beanstalk, effectively. So, uh, you know, in theory, you're correct that if Beanstalk were larger, uh, you know, significantly larger than all of the assets that were available on the Ethereum network for such an attack, that would therefore make it resistant to such an attack. But, you know, that's like a tautology. So, uh, but but in that case, I guess you would be correct. Yeah, the um, in regards to flash loaning, I mean, like a, a common uh, thing we'll see in contracts with, um, with startups is what we'll do is we'll take um, something like an agreement to have half of the shares in the company allotted to a given uh, entity. And then what we'll do is we'll make them wait like 365 days or three years or whatever until they get like 80%, like balloons basically. So they pay out like 20% for the first X and then 80% the next X. Um, with flash loans, something like that could potentially uh, protect against it, whereby uh, stock is in initially given to older investors, legacy investors, um, when money goes into or assets go into the uh, the governance system of any protocol. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, you're correct in that there's there's no way to protect against the flash loan thing. But that's just like, um, that's like doubts, like infinite money can buy infinite votes. 
Thank you very much. Okay, we have uh, Beanology. Audio, can you hear me? Mm hmm. Can you hear? Yeah, we can hear you. One more time. Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Okay, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm going to reprise a uh, comment I left in the Discord a couple nights ago, kind of late at night. So a good number of people didn't see it, but a lot of people did see it and it was highly reacted to and it was about security. Um, so first, let me just acknowledge that I haven't heard or read everything in the Discord or all of these um, AMAs. Uh, I have listened to a bunch of most of them, so I may have missed some of the uh, conversations about it. Um, that said, it's still, even with my sort of somewhat limited sample size, seems like a highly disproportionate amount of the discourse in the aftermath of this has been about how are we going to get it up and running again? And, you know, to be a bit glib about it, how am I going to get my money back? Uh, how are we going to get people's money back? How are we going to spin the money machine up again? And uh, a disproportionately small amount about how are we going to avoid getting all the money taken away again? Um, and I think that 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 mentality, I want to be fair about it. I know you guys have been talking about it and thinking about it and, and acknowledging it in your blog posts and stuff. But that mentality was what was what got us in this in the first place was disproportionately about spinning it up and getting it going and making it successful and not enough about how to prevent it from getting attacked. Um, so I just wanted to, uh, to put that out there. Like I, in my comment, I said, I think, you know, every other word in every sentence you guys say for the next couple months should be security because that's the number one thing. The number one thing is not how we get it up and running again and make it successful. Because even if you do that and security is number two, then we're all fucked again. So um, I just want to put in the word that like from the sidelines, I'm not hearing as much about security as I would like to. And I don't, it, it was like the number three thing in the plan for moving forward behind several other, uh, you know, sections about how we're getting it up and running again and the the vesting and the percentages and the, the the new plan but it should be number one on the list and like a lot of the detail that you guys put out i think should be addressing that and so from where i sit again limited um doesn't seem like it's number one right now well i really appreciate those comments Beanology, and i i would say a couple things the first is uh, it's a very fair point that maybe the the post should have led with uh, security, and uh, I'm sure the the people that wrote it hear this, and uh, you know, it's like this is all no no one's perfect. So, uh, with that said, one of the main reasons why at least I haven't been talking that much about security is because 99% of the questions are not about it. So, if anything, I should just say thank you for the opportunity to talk a little bit about it. Um, but in general, I think that's more a question of that's because of the questions that are being fielded and less a, a function of, uh, you know, what's important, if that makes sense. 
Uh, and in fact, one of the nice things about this proposal uh, for how to move forward is that Beanstalk can move forward at really any scale. But as you say, then the most important question is, assuming you're moving forward, how, how, how can uh, Beanstalk uh, be robust and secure enough such that it is uh, not exposed to any any additional attacks like this, right? Because that would be crippling. And in short, there's a lot, a lot of different things that are being done on the security front. Um, first, uh, governance, ha the governance facet, which was the the, the vector uh, uh, where, where the attack vector ultimately lied, uh, has been removed. And from a theoretical perspective, uh, I would argue that the vast, vast majority of potential attack vectors to Beanstalk prior to the attack lied in the governance facet and the fact that through BIPs you could make arbitrary changes to Beanstalk. And so the fact that at the moment that has been removed is, uh, you know, that's that cannot be understated as to how important that is. Um, it's also, although obviously it wasn't perfect, it is important to know that Beanstalk has been audited and the entire contract has been audited. And the, the concept that there are other glaring holes in other parts of the code such that the, all of the assets could be drained other than via governance that uh you know that seems less likely given the structure of beanstalk uh, and again it was audited to 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 confirm things like that but obviously you know you got to take the audit with a grain of salt um with regards to future audits uh trail of bits still is scheduled to start in the beginning of june and one thing that is an open question that the DAO ultimately needs to decide on is whether it makes sense to restart Beanstalk uh, shortly after the completion of the barn raiser, or whether it makes sense to wait uh, until after the Trail of Bits audit is complete to restart Beanstalk, independent of how the fundraiser goes. And that's something that I think should be another snapshot that the DAO should vote on, uh, because it's very hard to say. Uh, what should be done there, right? So in the grand scheme of things, that's a question of risk tolerance and time preference that everyone needs to vote on together. But uh, it's a very fair point. Uh, we've also been uh, trying very hard collectively uh, and everyone who uh, we talk to, uh, we're trying to see if anyone has access to uh, computer security experts with particularly expertise in uh, Solidity and Ethereum development and smart contract development. Uh, easier said than done. We're also trying to get in touch with other world-class auditing firms, which is, you know, it is what it is. Basically, it's very hard to get in touch with them, but we're having more success than we did previously. So there's a ton of different things that I think collectively everyone that's working on Beanstalk is doing to make sure that security is a paramount focus. Uh, but agree that the fact that it wasn't the leader uh, in 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 the in the the marketing content is uh, yeah that might not be ideal uh, and appreciate comments like that tremendously. Yeah, for sure, oh. and I appreciate that as well. I'll just follow up and say, um, if it were me, it would be. I, I understand there's. It's not easy to just pull a you know crypto security expert out of thin air but i would try to do that i would try to find somebody to put on the team 
whose only job is to be the adversary. Yeah, it, it is one of those things like the people that are the, the there's just so few people there. So this is a call. If if you or anyone knows that person, we are actively looking for them collectively. We're all looking for them. So uh, like if they exist, you know, think they could come to Beanstalk Farms and drive a pretty tough bargain for, uh, you know, what what it makes sense to be brought on as a full time contributor. Like it's. This is important, tremendously important, but it's really hard to find the right person, frankly. Yeah, I, I hear that and I, I sympathize, but it's also like if you don't have that person or the equivalent, then there's a big hole. And it's like the, we had the seven, seven departments before in the last quarterly call, call, right? And security wasn't one of them. Security should be one of them this time. And whether it's you find that person and they're a full-time employee or you find a trusted, you know, uh, auditing firm or consultancy or whatever it is, because it, it didn't from comments you had made in the first call a couple of days ago, didn't seem like Amnesia was going to continue to be a trusted ally. Um, but it's like they're not, in it, my opinion, they're not. Right. No. And so if we're if we're like surfing this wave without a trusted security ally, on the wave right next to us, then just seems like there's no point in really doing it because it's just going to get toasted again. So it's like, it, it, it doesn't seem like a, I hope we can do that. I hope we can find somebody. Does anybody know anybody? It seems like if you can't do it, you probably shouldn't continue. If you can't find somebody that you feel like can be like uh, a well, I would pillar ask you, of security. Do you think trail of bits is that like once trail of bits audits beanstalk, will you feel comfortable or or is this the type of thing where at this point there's no way to make you comfortable because of what's happened and i think some people will fall into that boat uh, i i don't uh i don't think it's about who does it i think it's about having a continuous presence doing it i would it, totally like, I, disagree what, what the omniscient audit taught us is it's all about who does it well okay let's let's break that down a tiny bit uh if you buy that the Omnisha audit was largely, you know, correct up to the point that they finished, and then we kept moving and we couldn't get in contact with them and they were slow and not responsive uh, to further changes, then it's the further changes part that we, you know, got a ahead of our skis on and that's the dangerous. I thing. disagree. I disagree there. I don't think that's, that's a factual a representation of the facts in practice. The, okay. the 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 thing that was ultimately attacked has been in the code from the beginning and was audited by Omnisha. The emergency commit function has always been there. The ability to acquire two-thirds of the stock and commit a BIP uh, has always been there. So the concept that the work that Omnisha didn't audit is the reason why this happened, I think, is is incorrect. Okay. Well, they, I, I can't be a final arbiter of that. I just, when they said that it was something to do with the LP pools from Yeah, Kerr, of course that, they're going to say that. Of course okay. they're going to say that. So respectfully, you know, didn't feel that was a, uh, uh, didn't feel that was an honest characterization of, uh, events. And, you know, we're not in the business of, uh, pointing fingers. Certainly like this is, uh, it's not a question of, oh, this is, omniscient's fault or it's not their fault or something like that but just in terms of the article they put out and their characterization of what the vulnerability that was exploited was uh, i felt their article was entirely disingenuous
Okay, let me just let me just finish with one last point because I, I I'm not trying to disagree and I'm not really trying to be an, an adversary. I want everybody to win, but I I still do think that there's value in having a presence there at more or less 100%, constantly, 100%. more or less apples to apples, hundred percent better, hundred percent better. And if 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 that can be arranged for Beanstalk or whenever that can be arranged for Beanstalk. I think that should become a permanent fixture of the community. Uh, but, you know, I don't think that's that's going to appear today or tomorrow per se, unless someone knows the person. I don't know the person. So that's that's the thought, basically. And I think it's just about being honest with one another about unless that person is presented or brought forward shortly, uh, you know, the idea of, oh, well, we're not going to, as you said, we can't move forward without it. You know, that's, that's an attitude by which then I don't think we're moving forward, basically, because the, I, as far as I'm aware, that person doesn't exist at the moment, frankly. And okay. I think it's, you know, it's important to be honest about that. Yeah, I, I just think you should aim towards a moment as soon as possible where you do have that, because otherwise you're sort of saying hundred we're, we're, we're free riding without 100%. somebody evaluating if the Beanstalk security gets at every recapitalized, moment. If Beanstalk gets recapitalized, I know everyone else at Beanstalk Farms is working very hard. I know everyone else in the community is working very hard to find that. And this is a great dialogue beanology so that everyone is on the same page. If you know someone who is a computer security or smart contract security expert, uh, like let's bring them in. So I think that's the, that's the point and uh, appreciate what you're saying tremendously. Yes. And then in, in very last closing, if anybody knows somebody or if you guys know somebody that is a very good headhunter or recruiter, that's what they do. They, they find people in all different walks of technology that are good and they vet them for you. So it doesn't have to be a direct reference from the community. It can be like, do a snapshot where you pay somebody to go find that person. It's, that's, it's, that's not a new problem. It's like there, there are people out there that are really good at finding good people. So anyway, thanks for your time. I'll jump off and uh, appreciate it. Enology, before you hop off, um, do you have any experience with... Uh, oh, lost him. I was just going to ask him about uh, crypto headhunters because <laughs> the few, uh, the tough space. Um, all right, I'm going to head back to the classroom chat for. Oh no, there was one more from uh, from Eightfold in general earlier. Okay, I've just read the proposal and I've listened to the Twitter space from last night. I heard Publius say that once we start, that we will start with one silo, a pure stablecoin one, and no ETH bean one. Question: How will we measure the dollar value before we will? Uh, actually, I'm sorry, we already answered this question, didn't we, Publius? Dumplin', you're sleeping at the wheel, man. Come on, we're only we're only an hour into this dumpling. Uh, well, we're going we're going for three hours. <laughs> oh my goodness, Set, setting us up. All right, let's do okay. it. We'll go as long as there are questions. Okay, 
We got Bean Bankman refried. It's one of the best names in, in the farm. Hey, guys. Can you hear hey, me? How's it going? Yeah, I can hear you. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. All right, awesome. Um, hey, uh, first of all, a comment there um, about the Omnisha thing. I mean, the way that I feel about that is we should be absolutely in the business of pointing fingers, but uh, time and place, right? Um, I, I think it's, it's completely unfair the way that they've characterized it, given the, um, you know, the factual representation of, of what happened there. So anyway, just, just a comment there that I wanted to, uh, can I get off my chest? Um, yeah, it's fair, man. It's fair. And all I can say is uh, it's it's a difficult situation. And on, on this end, it's, uh, yeah, uh, we're just, we don't, we don't like to badmouth anybody. And, uh, but nonetheless, totally sympathize with what you're saying, 100%. And also, yeah, as, Dumpling, as Dumpling said, you do have one of the best names in the Discord. So it's nice to have you up here. And, uh, you know, participating. Yeah, yeah, th yeah. Thank you. Um, um, and I mean, it's if not for anything else, it's for the larger benefit of DeFi, right? Uh, uh, you know, the community at large. So, um, so the question I had was, um, with the way that this pod line, um, you know, the bond raise pod line has been set up. Um, in theory, we have put a maximum weather there and the maximum number of pods that we're willing to issue, right? Which is your 75 million times, whatever the max weather is. Assuming someone comes up with 75 million at the max weather, that's going to be the length of the pod line. Um, what my, my idea on that, which, which, uh, uh, which may or may not make sense, um, is if we, let's say, through the race, raise... Uh, half of it right um how about we keep the pod line open beyond that and once people see that beanstalk is churning again i think um, i think you're, i think you're going in and out bean can you hear me now now i can hear you okay no i was i, I was saying what if we keep the 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 bond race pod line open um, even if we just raise the 50%, we will all take the haircut. But at the same time, if we keep that line open, um, it might be more attractive to some people once they actually see the machine in motion again. So two things. One, or a couple things. I think from an incentive perspective, it's a little bit ugly in the sense that this is a one-time soil issuance. You got to get people excited about it while it's a limited time. There hasn't been any soil available for over a month. This is for a short time, there's soil. I think from a, a behavioral economics perspective, that's important. From a technical perspective, to have the, the fundraise continue to go and restart the system, I think is a nightmare. So it's much easier to raise the money and then hit play than it is to have some sort of hybrid system. And those would be the two main reasons I think it's, it's better not to do that. Okay. Yeah, I was just thinking at it from a point of, um, you know, we raise what we raise. Um, however, if there is a way that the system recovers fully again and 
and, and you know, starts it will recover easy. fully again, but the way it will recover is through future growth and seniorage, not through continuing to plug the hole that that exists, if that makes sense. I think, it, I think it's much more advantageous for the protocol to say, okay, there's this one-time haircut, but going forward, there's, you know, everything is back to normal, basically, as opposed to continuing to try to fill this this hole. Got it. Okay. Fair enough. Cut off, cut off, cut off the the limb and live live to fight another day. You know. Yep. That's all I had. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, BBR. We got Aaron coming up. Aaron, you are currently muted. Well, in the meantime, I'm going to bring Rose back. I think she remembered her question. Hey, Rose. Uh, you guys have to unmute if you haven't unmuted. I'm sorry, I was unmute. Um, oh, so, there. Can you uh, I I just want to uh, to rem kind of like remind all of us that uh, you know Beanstalk, like we all agree, can we could agree was a successful protocol and prob and and the structure of the the stable coin in such a unique way doesn't exist anywhere else on on the chain. And if we could do if if Beanstalk as a community and as its founders could do that, I think that. I think that we need to stop saying we can't find a security expert and make it a mission to to bring and call that in for the community and not be in a given up stance because I think it's going to determine the further success of Beanstalk when it comes back online for its next phase after a, such a brutal theft that has happened of all the funds. I think that's so going can to I, be... Can I, can I, I hate to do this for us, and I say that with a little bit of a smirk on my face, do you want to volunteer to be in charge of this recruitment process? This is the way it I'm, happens at Beanstalk. Everyone just has to raise their hand and get their hands dirty. I don't know if I can be in charge. I'd be happy to start a process if nobody else has or join the team's mission for sure. Yeah. Let's no do it. Let, yeah. Let's do it. I'm sure Dumpling will reach out to you after this. The number one semiconductor company in the world. So I've worked, I've run a team of 100 engineers across the world for 20 years. So this isn't something that's completely off limits for me and potentially be successful at. I'll be happy to join the team in finding someone. Fuck yeah. All right, Dumpling, you'll, well, you'll, Rose, you'll I, message Rose after you. Hell yeah. <laughs> this, this is, hey guys, there's some magic happening here. There's some magic happening here. Thank you, Rose. Welcome, welcome to Beanstalk. No problem. I'd be happy to help with this process. Um, and my other question, if it's okay to take some more time and ask, um, since I'm still trying to understand and wrap my head around uh, the uh, recovering of the funds, um, how does, if at all, uh, this haircut, regardless of whatever percentage of haircuts, it impacts the share, the percentage share of the 
of the impacted investors. I would think that it wouldn't impact even if at everybody all, got the exact same. Everyone gets right? cut pro rata. So everyone would okay. still have exactly the same ownership of Beanstalk before and after, <laughs> with the exception of the implied ownership at a given bean supply is going to change because of the issuance of the new pod line, if that makes sense. So if you that were part. previously at 30 million in line and you said, okay, 60 million of issuance until my pods harvest, now that would be 90 million until my pods harvest. So there is some change in the bean supply at which you will have value. But in practice, like currently, once the haircut happens, your, your pro rata ownership of the system should not change. But it would just take longer in the pod line. If you're in the pod line, that's correct. And longer defined as more beans need to be minted before you harvest. Mm, okay. Well, thank you for answering. I think those were my my two big subjects that I had forgotten earlier and they came back to mind. Um, excited to help the team uh, hopefully make some progress on on heading in the direction of finding some security solution for, for Beanstalk. Well, thanks. thanks, Rose. I will, um, of course, I just DM'd you. Of course, so I'll loop you into where we are currently with the search. Um, I will say that, you know, this isn't the sort of job that you just post on LinkedIn and, and get. So we where no. we are in, the, in that search right now is... We're having people, um, three or four people, actively reach out and create kind of the top of the funnel, and then we're you know working our way through it, and we're having our um, you know our senior developers be those people who then you know are are actually having those those initial conversations to make sure the person is is yeah. really good and I is who they say they are. So anyway, that's that's kind of where we are. But I will I just DM'd you and would love. And it sounds like yeah. I'd love it if you could be helpful and anyone else who's in the audience right now. Uh, this I is, have uh, really good all interviewing hands. people. I can definitely offer that, uh, especially around security issues. So, um, you know, I'd love to see what has been tried already. So I don't go um, repeating redundant things and unless they're really warranted. Well, no, we'll, we'll be in touch. Um, just respond to my DM and, and we'll get you going. Sounds great. Thank you. Uh, Aaron, did you ever get your mic working? I still see on my end that it says he's server muted. I don't know how to unserver mute him, but I see that he is server muted. Ah, so what happened there is at some point he was he was leaving his mic on during a meeting and there was wind or something. So let's see. I'll unmute I'll mute him and unmute him. And then Aaron, if you want to leave and then come back, uh, then it should work. In the meantime, we have uh, AJ. Oh, Aaron's back. Aaron's back. All right. Okay, awesome. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I was wondering um, if is there a possibility of allowing uh, folks in the silo to stay beyond the point of 100% new pod line payback um, in order to get an opportunity, even if it's over a long time, to grow their hair back fully um, and thus, you know, have that loyalty create also stability and also confidence since, you know, the credit history is the backbone of Beanstalk. Well, Either so way. are you asking about the pod holders taking a haircut or the, the silo members? This, well, it would probably be for silo members. Um, they keep the deposits there and don't create any additional sell pressure until the market cap well, would make it so that it doesn't affect Beanstalk or whatever that is determined to be. Well, I think the only problem with something like that, Aaron, is it's really a question of what is a reasonable ask uh, to make to lenders, right, that stockholders need to make. And in practice, 
if you're not willing to take a haircut at all, uh, if you're the first guy to make a bid or to get in line, where you know I'm only putting in a million dollars and I, I don't know if anyone's coming in behind me, if no one's going to take a haircut, well, shit, like that's ner- that, that's a very tough a uh, tough position to put people in where now they're going to bail out the whole system themselves, like a little bit of a tragedy of the commons problem there. So instead, by getting everyone to uh, accept the haircut such that if no one follows that first guy, they're going to be perfectly okay. And in fact, they may even prefer it. That's a really good place to be, right? Where people want to come in and then don't want anyone to come in behind them. That's a system that's likely to attract a lot of additional capital. So, um, you know, we'll just say that from an incentive perspective, uh, agree no one wants to take a haircut, but think this is uh, a reasonable, a reasonable, uh, a reasonable solution to trying to make this as attractive as possible to people to come bail out Beanstalk. Okay, I understand that. Um, And those folks that bail out Beanstalk, once they're completely paid, um, and, you know, that's not an issue anymore. It may be, you know, months well, or that's years. Well, that's the case, right, under the current plan with the vesting. So the haircut is separate from the vesting. The vesting already makes that guarantee that there won't be any cell pressure, uh, or at least there won't be any cell pressure from silo members that are getting bailed out uh, in excess of the proportion that the people that are performing the bailout are, have already been able to redeem. So that's already the case. So the problem is now you're really just saying apples to apples. Let's, you know, let's cut down on what what we're willing to offer to the bailout. And I don't think that necessarily makes sense. I think maybe I'm being misunderstood or maybe not. I guess what I'm saying is after all the new money has been paid, um, if someone, you know, they can invest 100% of whatever the haircut is, if they decide not to sell and you know take their 100% of whatever the haircut was but will commit in whatever way it makes sense to stay for an extended period of time and not withdraw their their beans maybe never um, is there any point in time any length of time any market cap that would make it um, so that people have the opportunity to become whole if they commit to long term and even after the vesting period is over and they're able to take 100% of the haircut out they just want to stay. Again, I hear you, but I think in practice, you know, it's like beggars can't be choosers. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay, just wanted to put the idea out there and see. I'm not sure um, how would that affect the protocol after the fact in, in the future? Uh, it would dra- it well, it's, it's not about that. It's about mm-hmm. in practice being able to attract as much capital now as possible, right? So you may say, oh, well, in the long run, I'll get all of my money back, but does that really matter if Beanstalk only restarts with 1% of the capital it had a couple weeks ago? I would make the argument it's much better to uh, make an aggressive uh, offer as a DAO and try to attract as much of that capital back as possible to get Beanstalk back up and running as soon as possible. If the if the haircut is ninety nine percent, well, regardless, that's pretty. You know, even if you you still at some point could get all your beans back in in the grand scheme of things, you're going to be way over diluted whenever that happens, right? Wow. So instead, the goal is to try to figure out how can how can bean stock attract enough demand such that everyone doesn't get way over diluted. And I think that's where at the margin there needs to be a compelling offer made. And I think 
it would be a mistake to try to over bargain on this particular aspect. But that's just my opinion. Okay, just wanted to put it out there. Uh, just something I've been thinking about. I noticed in the chat some of the people mentioned something to that effect. Um, just one other question, and then um, I'll, I'll end it there. Um, and I, I apologize, I haven't read the paper. I've, I just I've been listening to all the chats, and I didn't actually read it. Maybe it's in there, but I, I believe that even after it restarts, uh, whatever the haircut is, we'll have stock, and we'll continue to get being our portion of beans minted. Is that correct? Can you repeat that? I, I don't think I got that. Um, even after the haircut, once Beanstalk restarts, um, silo members will continue to get min beans minted when it goes over a dollar and the pig is over a dollar. Okay, that's Correct. what I thought. I just, I just and, wanted to And those that. beans will not be subject towards to any sort of vesting See. under the current proposal. Okay, well, thank you. I appreciate the time. Yeah, thank you, Aaron. Okay, take care. And can I just say, your bean FT matches your voice. Almost perfectly. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> Thank you. I got to grow a mustache now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Good stuff. All right. Take Thanks, care. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thanks. Okay. AJ. <laughs> Dr. Beans. Uh, AJ has been patiently waiting, so we'll see if we can get him, get him going. Oh, God. I have to exit quiet. What's up, Dunks? Hey, hey, how's it going? Um, so I was, um, I was, I was thinking to ask a question about, um, like I've been, I've, I've been, I've been watching Dokorn on Twitter lately, and he seems like very supportive of all algo coins and things like that. And I know there's been some chats with, you know, you know, talking about different assets and how which assets are we planning on raising with um and you know so i'm just wondering um you know how do you like like what are the options for you know what are the options and what are the pros and cons of raising with say eth versus you know something like four pool or um well the four pool is not live yet if it were live that might be something very interesting to raise with ust is also very interesting to raise as being the starting pool uh, FXS is. I think in general, if any of those communities were interested in some sort of uh, upfront uh, starting bonus for using that pool, that would be very interesting to 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 everyone. At least, in I mean, I would think it would be. So uh, yeah, yeah, we're 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 yeah. It's a very good point, Dunks. Yeah, I it's think I, I just feel like I feel like there's some le there's some form of you know, like there's some form of, you know, you know, there's having some kinds of alliances around, you know, who's giving support, right? Like Beanstalk is, in, in, in some sense, it's in a weak position, but in some other sense, it, it's not about weak and strong position, but it's if people are positive, some thinkers, and I think people like, you know, uh, Frax and even Doquan kind of signal, signaling that, they are positive some people who do want to support the industry like if we can you know if we, if you know obviously when yeah some protocols are more likely to be supportive than others and if we can kind of 
work in that direction, it might it might give us a really good starting point. Um, just yeah, very hard to disagree with you, Dunks. Very hard to disagree with you. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting now. I've just I, I haven't even fully read through the um the the barn raising document, but um yeah, I really like the ten day thing as well. Could you talk a little bit about the three day idea, and then there was a bit of pushback on that. Could you talk a little bit about what the te- the ten day thing like it? Yeah. So now that you guys know where you Chicago people, the ten day is like a chance. Uh, the rapper reference. Uh, the, 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 the concept is in short, it's very difficult for the market to price soil at the beginning. However, uh, if you just run like the fundraiser, the three day auction, uh, without any sort of bidding process, there's nothing to say that Beanstalk won't be able to raise the money. But it's it's likely to be suboptimal for, in terms of both the rate, the weather that Beanstalk is going to have to pay on average, and potentially also the money that it raises. So by allowing for there to be some sort of bidding process where bids are locked in, uh, and particularly the terms of the bid are that the only way that your bid won't fill at a given weather is if by the time the auction hits that weather, all 76 million soil have been sown, then that's a very compelling way for the market to gauge demand. And in particular, uh, it does seem like there's a little bit of a game of chicken where people are a little concerned about the first couple million dollars coming in and feel like having this discovery period where, uh, you know, people can indicate that they are and not just indicate, but actually bid uh, where the bids are locked in actual demand, I think that will be very substantive towards alleviating a lot of people's concerns about the auction itself. Awesome. Hey, Jay, did you ever get your mic working? Hey, can't hear you. Hey guys, um, might just jump in here if that's okay. Uh, don't hang on one, hang on one second, Hugh. Um, so I think a few of us on the call were around when uh, price per bean was down at sort of like 23 cents, and something that was you know incredibly powerful and is, is almost the superpower of beanstalk farms from my perspective is really the community meme of um farming and obviously of course the bnfts and i remember jumping on a call i'm pretty sure it was with um with uh, dr beans at that point in time and getting a sneak preview into into the bnfts before they were launched and it was incredibly effective in in sort of driving this like viral almost marketing campaign to um, quote meme the price back to peg. And so a question from my perspective would be, you know, how, how are you guys thinking about kind of like a broader marketing campaign to drive awareness and obviously to drive um, interest from, you know, different in- investor segments uh, to raise the bond? Uh, the long and the short of it is, uh there's a lot of different things that can be done to raise awareness, but feel like respectfully, 
there's a lot of publicity already around this thing, Hugh. Like, uh, we spoke to the Wall Street Journal for an hour and 15 minutes yesterday. I uh, believe there's a story coming out about Beanstalk this week in the journal, or uh, tomorrow in the journal, and also uh, potentially another one next week about the barn race. So, like, that's... We're, there's going to be a lot of publicity around this thing is the point. Um, now, there is a whole marketing team on Beanstalk Farms, and Mod has raised his hand, so we're going to invite him up here to speak about that as well. Um, but the concept is, I uh, think that between all the coverage Beanstalk has gotten and is going to continue to get, uh, it's likely that people are going to be highly aware of what's going on. Now, the NFTs, again, hint, hint, wink, wink, people are working on the NFTs. I don't know anything about it, but uh, think that there will be some NFTs associated with the barn raise but don't know whether they'll be ready to use as marketing material i have no idea so mod what's up yeah hi guys um i can touch on it a little bit and as Publius said um the media is out there um so we've had you know top media uh uh, uh report about uh being stuck and what has happened and we're reaching out to them they're reaching back actually uh, for updates you know once once we've released uh, uh the path forward uh uh Many of them have come back uh, uh, for an update or, or the details of it. Um, as Publius said, we had an interview uh, with the Wall Street Journal yesterday. Uh, we have uh, follow-ups with other uh, ones uh, coming up uh, as well. So expect uh, you know the barn race to be uh, to be mentioned or to be you know uh, pushed uh, out there. Uh, we will be having uh, educational content as well about the uh, barn race, basically you know introducing it, explaining what the barn race. Uh, is how does it work? How can participants, you know, participate? What does it mean for them? Uh, uh, you, you will hear a lot of Publius uh, as well. He will be out there always taking questions, uh, explaining what the bar is, is uh, for others. So we're pushing all out uh, when it comes to uh, to market uh, marketing, uh, and the main f- uh, focus for it is again uh, the bar raise. What does it mean? What does it mean for Beanstalk, and what does it mean for participants uh, as well uh, uh, for it? <laughs> And yeah. any, any ideas, any anything as well uh, as such? Uh, here we have we have a marketing uh, a channel that's on the on the Discord, so you know, open to any any suggestions or any input uh, as well. Yeah, phenomenal. I I wanted to shout out the the communication uh, since the exploit has been uh, top notch. Like honestly, it's um it's it's something you rarely see even in some of the best companies out there. So yeah, massive shout out. Um, and I'm yeah, I'm excited for. What I what I would say is like a call to action to to everyone on this call and everyone in the community to really like drive that kind of like grassroots awareness in addition to these um, you know conversations with um, the press as well. So I think it's it's probably like a combination of of the two, and I think like you know we're in a really good position now given what we've done in the last couple of days. To, yeah, to really and, and, and worth saying that like, things are moving uh, quite fast. You know, the past four days, uh, th- things have been, uh, uh, you know, it's like you're catching up uh, with them. We had a press release uh, that was uh, released two days ago. It went uh, live yesterday, and basically it was, you know, explaining that there is a path forward uh, where we're moving. Today was the day that we released the details uh, of this plan, so expect it to be, you know, to be updated and, and pushed around as well as we, as we approach uh, the boundaries. Phenomenal. Thanks, guys. I'll drop off now. Phew. Jay? This is your last chance, AJ. Hello? Hey, all right. All right, I can hear you. Can you hear me? 
Mm-hmm. AJ has been sort of live tweeting these, which has been pretty awesome. So on Twitter, um, AJ, I'm just going to shout out your Twitter in case anyone. Uh, it's Andrew Picol. So it's uh, just Andrew, and then Picol is is his last name there. So yeah, thanks for doing that. And uh, what's your question? Oh my god, we lost AJ. Oh my gosh, after all that. AJ, can you just type your question and I'll read it? <laughs> oh, really? but I, I might I might ask my question then if that's yeah, okay. Oh, go ahead, Liam. Yeah. Um so with the with the barn raise, um I've been hearing some, you know, uh I've heard some talk around it's going to be a bean USDC pool. Um, I just wanted to, uh, you know, and I apologize if this question's already been definitely asked. Definitely not. But... Definitely not. It would never be okay. a US. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, good. All right. That's just, so that was some rumors that was going around um, that I'd heard. Like, uh, w- what's the thinking around the pool being used as, like, the initial silo pool for... Uh, it has to be know, a decentralized reason. currency that uh, a, a value of a dollar can be derived off of it. So... Previously, Beanstalk started with Ethereum, which you can derive the value of a dollar off of it because it trades against plenty of dollars on Ethereum mainnet. But uh, 3Curve uh, was something that Beanstalk was also going to start using uh, to reference the price of Bean relative to a dollar once generalized minting went live. And the the short answer is, therefore, the pool could be 3Curve. Uh, as Publis was saying earlier, whether it's a meta pool against 3Curve or a plane pool against something like Frax or UST, uh, that's all similar. So uh, as long as it's decentralized, truly decentralized, um, and there's a way to reference a dollar off of it, don't think uh, you know there's too much else to it. And, and I guess liquidity would be the other question. Yeah, absolutely. And I think and I think like probably the maybe the meta question to what I was grasping at was what is what is the current thinking around, you know, the the, the type of pool that that's going to be used outside of decentralization in the sense of, you know, a, a, a three curve pool or, um, you know, dare I even ask, like, is four pool being considered in the sense of, you know, um, adding leverage to, you know, potentially garner. Um, support from the uh, t- you know the Terra and Frax community. Um, Everything is on the table. Yeah. Everything is on yep. the table as far as I'm concerned. It's like you know, may the highest bidder win. Effectively, right? Okay. Okay. Um, uh, okay. Understood. Understood. So um, there would there could be multiple pools, not just one. In theory. Great. Okay. I think I think that there's probably some things I'm uh, I need to get up to speed on here, but um I think technically yeah, it's that, a little easier to deploy with a single pool to start, but there's nothing to say that shortly thereafter there couldn't be other pools. Great, okay, awesome. Um yeah, super super keen to um yeah, uh like learn more about this as, as things evolve and um thanks for thanks for answering my question and and um helping clarify that for me. Thanks, Liam. Much appreciated. Brought Jellybean up on stage. Um, Jellybean, I know it's uh, Rose had a question earlier about the if someone was to withdraw their assets. Let's say that theoretically there's a fifty percent haircut. 
Um, or oh, actually, sorry. The- theoretically, let's hey, say. Hey, can that, you guys uh, hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Let's say. That, uh, I don't know if you're speaking because I know you're not on mute, but I can't hear you. So, oh. Publius, yeah, can you um, hear me? Yes, can, we yes, can hear you, but Dumpling is speaking. Okay. Oh, okay. Sorry. Let's, then let's have Publius. Dump- you explain. Jelly, will you just hop out and hop back in? Maybe just to see if then you can hear Dumpling. Yeah. me time to get my thoughts together anyway i i don't know what the thoughts are whether they're needed everyone knows what the problem is we've all been but you're listening she, so she was uh, listening too i suppose yeah so <laughs> whenever jelly can come back she can just start chatting i guess but in the meantime uh bean or rose uh why don't you rescue dumpling and i from uh our, our endless banter between one another hey i'll go hopefully it's a quick one Will the bond race pod line positions be tradable in the marketplace at unpause? Um, at, at restart, hard to say. Um, again, the goal is to keep things as technically simple as possible. But in the grand scheme of things, no reason why that wouldn't be possible. Just don't know as to you know, when it will be possible. Got it. Um, I, I would having that having an option to make that liquid is definitely attractive. Um, so you know, my sort of point of view on that is we should make that a priority. I mean, uh, a pod, Ereal made a great point somewhere uh, that a pod in the new pod line or in the old pod line at the same place in line is the same. So the only complexity is now that in theory you have two pod lines that could be sold into the same order. So there is some complexity there, but in short, don't think it's too hard and agree it would be high value. All right. I was thinking about that earlier today too, and we had a little discussion about it. And yeah, exactly. Exactly the same value. It's it's interesting. got for us did we lose jellybean forever oh let's see i'll i'll invite her okay jellybean 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 i'm inviting you back up jellybean okay jellybean okay i'm back but i don't know if i can i don't know if anything's fixed go ahead and speak someone Uh tell her to talk (laughs) Yeah, we can hear you, Jellybean. Okay. Um, all right. I guess I I can I can go. Um, so, uh, hey guys, I I uh, apologize for earlier. I was listening, but I was in, in an environment where I could speak. Um, and anyway, uh, hi Rose. Uh, thank you for um, all of your thoughtful questions um, earlier. Um, so, if I remember the question earlier correctly, was it around whether the UI will? Uh, uh, clearly show to users how much of a haircut they would take if they decide to withdraw before it's fully invested. Is that right? Or was Correct. it? Yeah. yeah, that was the question. Question was whether it's just going to be like a simple message, like you're not, you know, if you withdraw your or you withdrawing without fully being vested, you are losing, you are leaving money on the table. And 
perhaps a calculator in there, how much money somebody's leaving on the table at any given time to assess whether it's time to take the exit or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think that as well as any other information that we would need to surface with the updates that we'd make, for sure, we would want to make that very clear. Um, and I think your uh, perspective on um, what would be helpful, uh, what features would be helpful, like a calculator or something else, I think that would be really good feedback to write down. Um, I think uh, around the product design process as a whole, um, you know, before the, the whole exploit happened, I think um, the product design team was already very actively engaged around uh, rethinking the experience on the site holistically um, because we are very aware that we absolutely need to improve the ex user experience in many ways. Um, but I think as far as my priorities regarding redesign, uh, but I, I think also for the others on the product team, um, improvements around information design, you know, making sure people understand what they're doing and more clarity is probably the highest priority as far as uh, what we want to improve on. So, um, I, I mean, at least that's absolutely the goal. And we, of course, we need to do, you know, usability testing to make sure that information that we display is actually understandable. But um, yeah, hopefully that helps. And um, happy to go into yeah. more detail later too. You know, that definitely helps. I am. I, I'm picturing something like Tulip or Frankium, where before you get into a strategy, I'm not sure if you are familiar with those two, but they're pretty easy to go hop on Solana Network and check them out. But when you before the user enters a strat or a strategy or a vault or whatever you want to call it, um, they have a little uh, calculator with a UI that you can use a slider um, for, like if you wanted to exit now versus in 30 days versus in 90 days, a rough ballpark of what a person would be leaving on the table versus uh, you know what they will be how much additional they'll be taking with them um I, I know it's a really big ask but if you are up for a challenge you guys are already working on something like that and if it's something that's doable that would be really incredible and that could then be ported over to uh, after the barn raise is done right for the turning back on of the beanstalk when people are entering beanstalk then providing them a calculator for how the silo works and how the swale works and all of that, some sort of a visual calculator or an or a illustration of, you know, and what does it mean to stay in the silo for longer and why does it why is it better for you to enter silo sooner than later, right? And the calculator visual representation would really help people. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to uh, for us to think through that um, more for sure. Um, some kind of calculator lighter simulator, some kind of thing to help users understand what's happening um, with their money. I think that would be really helpful, especially for this space uh, where uh, things aren't as clear, like what's happening um, for sure. Thank you. I mean, I think that was my only, that's why you were brought on, I, I think. Uh, that was my a smaller question that is now morphed into something much bigger of a conversation like my simple question was are people going to actually be able to give in a calculator and see how much money they will be leaving on the table which will actually incentivize people to not leave early uh, which is actually overall better for everybody uh, whether from many perspectives is to people to wait to be fully vested right and oftentimes information is what's needed and the numbers are what's needed for people to make the informed decision and not just a simple warning that you're leaving some money on the table and not tell them how much. And then if they left in 30 more days, how much will that be? So 
something around along those lines is uh my so not sure if there's enough time for all of that to take place but i'm sure you can make magic happen <laughs> i mean we'll we'll definitely try um but the yeah only thing sure. i would comment on is uh one thing that we 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 collectively have been struggling to figure out is the best way to present future expected bean mints if that makes sense and the only thing that you're asking about rose which is unclear is if you want 30 days in the future well because the uh the the vesting schedule is under the current plan it's a function of the amount of the new pod line that has been paid off it's really a question of what the bean supply is at a given time so instead i think the way to make the calculator instead of time where then there's an estimate that needs to be made on the calculator's part instead maybe a calculator at a given bean supply what um what what the what the forfeiture would be if that makes sense that may be more that's correct that that would make more sense for sure since that's where where we have pivoted now yes 100 percent agree yeah and oh go ahead you can hear me now yeah i can hear you now yes okay i'll I'll let you get back to rose sorry Oh, okay. Um, no, I was just going to ask you, Rose, uh, would you be um, interested in, 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 you know, other people are like other people, you can also um, answer this as well. Um, like, so Rose, if you'd be interested in um, talking more with us, uh, the product design team, because I, I would love to he- um, hear more about what you're kind of envisioning. Uh, maybe yeah, some, maybe some kind of co-creation yeah, session or yeah. something. Yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'd be happy to. I'll be happy to have a session, and we could do it on 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 here on video. Um, and I could uh, show you a couple examples of a whole bunch of protocols that are doing it. And it's and I mean, it's not in the way that I'm visualizing. In the way that I don't know if you remember the Ohm forks that did that. Like they had these calculators and the number of Ferraris and whatnot, which was ridiculous. I'm not referring to anything like that. Um, something that uh, that requires a calculator to pull some data from the calculator and you know uh, from from the from the database uh, from the protocol and being able to run simple calculations and give people a rough estimate of you know kind of like what they're we're looking at in the future right, instead of exiting now. Um, I'm sure this could uh, this sounds great. So Rose and Jelly, um, go ahead and, and get connected. And if you guys need to connect, I'm already friends with you, Rose, and I, I know we're chatting offline too. So really appreciate yeah. that. Um, yeah. I have been yeah. neglecting cool. the classroom chat here, and people are <laughs> so. Let me get a couple questions from here. Um, okay, we have. Um, from AJ. Uh, What's going to happen to the pod marketplace? Is it getting completely reset and all listings removed? Do we have to cancel our contracts? The short answer is, uh, unclear at the moment. Uh, I'm going to guess that you're going to have, go ahead, go ahead, Publius. Yeah. So all of the existing listings and orders still exist in the contract itself. So we don't have to reset the pod marketplace. However, you know, the decision should be made, you know, as a DAO, whether they think it's, we think it's better to kind of just reset the pod marketplace and start from scratch, or do we want to just resume the pod marketplace with business as it was? OK, 
Okay, and AJ's uh, second question is a little longer. Um, he's, uh, he's actually really responding to Aaron's. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave that. Um, hey, from, uh, uh, War Sorry, Dumpling. I, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was wondering if uh, I, if I was forgotten. <laughs> oh, uh, no, sorry. I was just trying to get back to a couple of people over here, and then, then we'll take you. Is that okay? Yeah, of course. Okay, from uh, Warthog, we have, does Publius recognize the importance of CVX? So, Convex and that whole ecosystem is so cool and exciting, and it's kind of a shame that Beanstalk was just starting to foray into their ecosystem when this happened. So, in short, I um, think it's very cool, think it's incredibly important in the current landscape of DeFi. Uh, in the short term, think it's important for Beanstalk to prioritize Beanstalk native incentive structures, given what's just happened. But in the grand scheme of things, think that uh, convex... Uh, boosted curve rewards via convex in the silo is going to be a game changer for DeFi. So yes, I recognize how important it is. And I would say we all do, uh, you know, Publis, we all do. We talk about it all the time. Uh, okay, John. Thanks for your patience. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks so much, all. I'm, I'm not really sure if this was asked. Um, I, I read a little bit on the post and and I think I understand but one of the questions I had was the the what we've already had in the silo assuming we're not depositing will that continue accruing interest um I, I don't know if that was answered or if that was intentionally left off yes it so in short you have stock and then you either have beans that are deposited under that stock or you have lp tokens that are under that stock right. In short, there will be some haircut from 100% to 0% on all of that pro rat. So if it's 50%, right. you'll have half of the stock that you had, half of the beans you had, half of the LP tokens you had, half of the seeds you have half. Um, however, right. as soon as the system restarts, everything will be normal in the sense that uh, when be new beans are minted, your stock will yield bean seniorage. Instead of half of the seniorage going to stockholders, it'll be a third until the new pod line is paid off. The barn raise pod line is paid off. But right. in short, um, you know, you will continue to earn seniorage. Okay. Yeah, that, that's great. That, that was just my one question. Um, and I don't know if I missed it in the reading, but I definitely recommend adding that information there because I'm sure it'll help people uh, in deciding whether they want to, you know, take the haircut or, you know, potentially realize that they're missing out on more money than they thought of yes that's a great point and i'm sure i mean i know for a fact the people that wrote the poster in this chat so i'm, I'm sure they'll they'll reflect that okay um, uh, great this is awesome uh thank you very much for your comments john appreciate very much when people tell us that they don't understand stuff or whatever like that's great feedback in fact this is just a side note my brother texted me today saying he didn't understand the post and i'm like oh my goodness i don't know what that means so uh <laughs> agree uh we can always do a better job collectively as being clearer but um you know appreciate appreciate it tremendously and uh we gotta get it we gotta get you a bean pfp dog yeah as much <laughs> as we love as much as we love monsters inc you know yeah uh I'll, maybe I'll make it my NFT. <laughs> uh, fun stuff. Fun stuff. Uh, just one, one other quick question. Um, 
I know there's been a lot of discussion around the calculator like that. Um, I, I know Rose had really great insight, but if somebody wanted to volunteer and get involved with the protocol, who should they be reaching out to? Well, it depends what your skill set is, uh, but th there's a ton of different people to reach out to. Dumpling would probably be the point person uh, okay. who handles like in incoming talent inquiries. But uh, yeah, come on, come on. Okay. Well, I appreciate your time. Thanks, all. Thanks, John. And we already have a we already have a DM going. So <laughs> yeah, just oh, shoot okay. anything over. All right, Esper. <laughs> Hey, um, so my, my question is around, so I actually didn't really know about Beanstalk very much. Um, I was really into Olympus. I was into the forks and that's, that was kind of like my big scoop into game theory and Beanstalk is very, very interesting. Uh, but you know, the exploit pretty much brought it to life for me to actually like dig into the white paper. My question is around, um, it's funny how that works, huh? So funny, <laughs> but my question is around uh, not having any collateral in the protocol and relying solely on credit. Obviously, that's a decision that was purposely made, and I think you know, given the benefits or or let's say uh, the success of Frax so far as a fractionalized algorithmic stablecoin, like what what are your thoughts on having some degree of collateral? as a sort of tool to keep and to protect the credit worthiness of Beanstalk? So there's a couple things here. In sh it, it, the first thing is the big benefits that you get, the main benefits that you get uh, in terms of having a positive carry stablecoin are a function of the fact that there's no collateral. Because anytime you have collateral, there's opportunity cost associated with locking up that collateral. So agree that uh, Frax has been successful with its model, but in the grand scheme of things, with the goal to be to create the lowest cost stablecoin, de facto, if you have collateral, you're not the lowest cost that you can be. And furthermore, and this is theoretical, I think that it makes sense for everyone to lean into the credit model more, to have Beanstalk lean into as much as possible its credit history and not hide behind the guise of any collateral or a treasury or an insurance policy or something like that, whereby as soon as uh, people can drain the treasury or drain the excess reserves or whatever, the structure of the market is changed substantively. It's much better from uh, preventing a run on the bank or a loss in confidence in the model perspective to always have the only thing be the center of attention, be the credit of the system. So it's both the economics in the short term, uh, like in terms of borrowing costs or carrying costs, and then from a macro behavioral perspective, really think it makes sense for the protocol to just lean 100% into the credit instead of hiding behind some, uh, you know, the idea of collateral that's not really actually helpful. Right. That, that makes sense. So on the positive carry point is like, how do we know that the cost of the cost on our credit worthiness when there are times of distrust or like below peg, let's say, and we have to raise the weather? How do we know that that cost, because we have to pay a higher rate of interest, isn't outweighing the opportunity cost of the collateral? 
So this, that's a great question. I, w- I would make the argument that uh, implicitly the thing to realize is not at any given moment, right? At the moment where Beanstalk needs to attract lenders and it cannot, it would be much better to have some sort of reserve to plug that gap in at the margin, 100%. But at the macro level, what you lose is the ability to scale, whereby in effect, let's, the goal for Beanstalk is to be able to issue trillions of beans. Um, if you're going to have some collateral, that collateral in theory would need to scale with the uh, size of the bean supply. And in short, I think it's really hard to to scale anything like this of the sort uh, with collateral. You know, at some point you run into the, the problem that there's simply not enough collateral. And particularly given that the goal is to be truly decentralized, you're limited to on-chain decentralized collateral. Uh, and that's very, very limited, if you know what I mean in the grand scheme of things. So uh, it's going to be expensive as fuck. Right. Makes sense. Thank you. For sure, man. Welcome. Okay. Well, we're starting to we're starting to run out of questions, guys. Um, Say it ain't we can't so. always can't always Say keep uh, so for three hours. <laughs> no, I have nothing else to do. I promise you, I have nothing else to do at the moment. So, uh, this there's well, maybe a better way to say it is there's nothing I'd rather be doing than chatting with all of you about all this stuff. The amount of good ideas that have come forward from all these discussions that have been incorporated, it's like, you know, it's kind of nuts. It's it's uh, it's it's been very cool to be a part of this process over the past uh, four or five days or so. Cool Beans is, is getting technical and is saying, one can argue that the LPs are collateral, albeit for five hours only? Because of the... It's not collateral. Or- there's nothing backing up the coins. It's liquidity. Just because there's liquidity, it doesn't mean that uh, it's collateral. Jones. Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. Hey, guys, can you hear me? We can hear you good. Hey, I got a question. This is a much more longer term, kind of not immediate priority, given kind of the state that we're at. Um, but kind of one kind of more longer term question I have is, has there been any discussion in how to, I, I guess, better modulate the weather in the long run? I, I guess kind of my my understanding of right now how it works is kind of every hour kind of decreases by 3%. But in a way, I think kind of that 3% is too small. And I don't know even know how, to, you would, how you'd formulate. Sometimes it's too much. Sometimes it's too small, right? If the weather yeah. was 1%, exactly, a 3% right? raise is way too big. But at 10,000%, right. a 3% raise does nothing. But exactly. on the other hand, if you start raising it as a percent and you're at 10,000, well, now that FIFO incentive isn't nearly as meaningful if... A three percent increase on ten thousand. You're now going to tell me that you're going to increase the weather by three hundred percent every hour. Like that's you see what I'm saying? It's really hard to know what's ideal. So at a, at, at a micro level, I would agree. There's lots of inefficiencies in the weather. A lot of inefficiencies in the weather. But at a macro level, if you just look at the price chart over time and the weather over time, in the grand scheme of things, beanstalk and the weather changes have been incredibly efficient. Um, so. Agree that at a micro level, you can look and say this is 
far from ideal. Uh, but over the next two or three months, that's not going to be where I think it makes sense to spend attention. But in general, this is something, I mean, we've spent so much time talking with Mr. Mochi and with Mod, uh, so many people who have different ideas on how to improve the weather and, uh, you know, think that it can be improved tremendously. But, uh, you know, not at least uh, from my perspective, that's not going to be a priority over the next two to three months, given that the weather is more than more than good enough for the time being. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate that. And I agree. It's not an immediate priority of those other things. And um, again, I will say I'm a I'm a big bean believer. I've been in it for a while now and in a pretty meaningful way and excited about all the progress that we've made and kind of the, you know, the work that you and the community have done. And, you know, I'm excited to participate in the fundraise and excited to get this going again. Thanks. Hell yeah, brother. Much appreciated. It's Mike. Oh, can you guys hear me? Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Oh, okay. Um, So, uh, this is probably uh, not a question that uh, is of much concern, but just curious. So, uh, by my understanding, the for the uh, barn raise pot line, um and the whole vesting mechanism uh the reason for having the vesting mechanism is for people to stay in essentially and then not you know not immediately get out and uh and dump everything which is understandable considering the situation with bean price right now though uh i wonder if it will create uh i guess like artificial excessive demand if you uh if you can get what i mean so uh which will yes be- it definitely will it definitely will not i would argue not excess demand but a shortage of supply right yeah. um and in the grand scheme of things i don't think there's anything wrong with that given the current structure of beanstalk basically yeah and uh just to get an understanding of uh where you're coming from with this um I'm guessing that you're confident that the mechanism of Beanstalk will eventually just regulate it. Well, it's not normal. even that. It's like the short, the where the cell pressure is no longer going to come from for the short term is the silo. But there's yeah. actually an increase in cell pressure coming from the pod line because now pods are receiving two thirds of bean mints. So there is some aspect whether it's being offset and, you know. That's that, and furthermore, it's not like we were seeing a lot of withdrawals from the silo, if you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah. I, I, hard to say apples to apples, but um, in the grand scheme of things, the bigger point is if Beanstalk grows a little bit more aggressively than it was before, uh, because of this distribution of bean mints, I don't think that's a problem. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, that's all the question that I have. Just want to get yeah a sense. Uh, Thanks, man. You made me a little hungry with that PFP, but uh, otherwise, thank you for coming up here. Yeah, I'm a chicken. I'm a chicken guy, so uh, unfortunately, not not so much into eating beans. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, lacking. Okay, we have a question. Um, when will I be able to see how many beans I had? Uh, at the pre-exploit snapshot, will they be able to know pre and post numbers? Hey, can you hear me now? 
Yes, Owen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks. Uh, I'm very appreciate what the uh, Bing teams have been done now. I have a question that uh, I read the announcement you said before. You will contact the, the FBI to recovering the fund. I just want to know what's check the schedule or condition. What what's the f feedback? Do you really did that? Oh yeah, we did. We filed a report. We've spoken with the FBI multiple times, and uh, you know, in short, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to help them in any way we can to figure out who did this. Mm, okay. Uh, I, I just uh, discussed uh, with my Chinese friend. They just uh, uh, will think this project in the long term. Uh, what if happened if the SEC or FBI know your identities? They will if the project uh, will going very well in the future. They will contact you and uh, give you some. Uh, a uh, warning do you, f do you have this concern so uh agree that the fact that we're no longer anonymous uh changes something substantively but uh in the grand scheme of things the main reason we were anonymous was because uh we really feel like beanstalk should not have a head or a leader and the goal was and is for at some point publius to disappear but in terms of having done anything wrong or illegal uh have no concern about that. Uh, one of the reasons we wanted to uh, raise our hands and dox ourselves was to uh, have the whole community realize that, you know, we had nothing to do with the attack and that we are, you know, honest people and are sticking by Beanstalk and the community. And, uh, you know, in the grand scheme of things, there's very clearly a lot of additional eyes looking at Beanstalk and at us as a result. Uh, and not all scrutiny is good, um, but the beauty of having a decentralized protocol is that uh, I'm not in charge of anything. And as I'm sure you know, Owen, all of this has just been us talking about what might be a good idea to do. And ultimately, it's up for the DAO to vote on what makes sense going forward. And uh, this is all really just part of a larger discussion as to how we should move forward collectively. So I'm not worried about that uh, because I don't have the ability to affect Beanstalk uh individually and neither does Publius uh, as a whole, uh, particularly, uh, you know, when the when the new governance structure is set up where there's a community run multi-sig, uh, the system is decentralized and uh, there's something to be said for that. Yeah, thanks, your very ambition uh, worsen for the future. Uh, final question, uh, what 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 gonna improve in uh, the on on chain government in this protocol or in the Bing. What what yes. what what we can learn from this uh, hack lesson? Yeah. So for now, I think it, it make and I think everyone's in agreement that on chain governance needs to be put on hold for the time being. And even Vitalik was participating in the discussion on Twitter, saying that token based governance is not a good idea. So. Uh, long story short, I think we as a whole need to go back to the drawing board and figure out a longer term solution for decentralized governance, um, censorship resistant governance. Uh, but uh, for the time being, I think, uh, you know, on chain governance is not not uh, a good idea.
Great. Awesome. Thanks, Brad. So on. Okay, uh, Tim. Can't hear you yet, Tan. Oh, uh, Publius, the question I was asking before. Um, when will people be able to see how many beans they had uh, pre-exploit? Uh, not sure. Not sure. Will that be, or not, maybe not exactly when, but when the new, um, you know, when it's relaunched, will you be able, I guess, will you be able to back into that calculation or is that, um, I think the person is, is thinking specifically, uh, for some sort of, uh, taxes or, or, you know, a calculation with regards to that. Oh, I would have no idea on the tax front. But um, with regards to having the information be uh, available, I would think that, uh, and again, not Jelly, you don't need to come back up here, but I'm sure Jelly's taking notes as to what the community wants to see on the new website as well. Okay, from Daprof. Will we be able to know the bids in the system during the bidding period? Assuming it will Hell be yeah, of course, of course. Uh, having the ability to see other people's bids is one of the main things that will create the game theory here. Or the game mechanic here. Okay. Oh, um, what if the FBI does somehow recover anything? Has the team discussed what you would do with the recovered funds? Uh, the short answer is I have not been a part of any of those discussions. Uh, you know, one of the main questions is would the funds be recovered before or after the fundraise? which is substantive, so therefore it's too hard to think about the different options. Okay, we got Mez, Mez, Mez. Hey, Mez. Can't hear you yet, Mez. Wait for you to get your mic set up.
Okay, one more for you, Publius. Is it correct that after the auction starts and we have a bid in, we can adjust the weather lower on an amount to try to get it to fill? Yes, that is correct. Can you speak a little bit to, to the uh, potential of uh, why someone might want, not want to do that? Sure. The only reason you wouldn't want to do that is because the bonus uh, is going to get updated based on the time that you update your bid effectively, such that uh, you know you could take a penalty. So you you'd be lowering your weather and lowering the bonus. So uh, there's some cost there. Okay. But would we'll just say that's one of the reasons why you know. To, it's an, it incentivizes people to bid aggressively and bid honestly on what they'd actually like to pay, as opposed to bidding low at the start. Makes sense. Okay, Mez, uh, if you want to leave and come back, it might make your mic work. You might make your mic work. Okay, he he DM'd me his question. Just wanted to ask if there are unharvestable pods that were ready to harvest at the time of the exploit, what will happen to those? Those will be treated as beans and they will be scaled according to the haircut, according to this plan. Gotcha. Uh, Deckers, what needs to be improved in on-chain governance to see a world where it might work? Clearly a lot. Like, it's just too too many things to comment on at this point. So it's, don't want to get into speculating. It's like, you know, clearly there were a lot of problems. Bosfi, Bosfi, and Moon. <laughs> You tell me, sir. I'll invite you up, Osby. I don't know if you can speak. Shit, I don't have much to say. I was just fooling around, man. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't have much to say. I was just fooling around. Like your poem. I liked your poem earlier. Yeah, likewise, likewise. I think uh, I think the thing around Kipling is pretty cool, and uh, yeah, I you know this is uh, it was definitely a very very hard punch, but pretty cool to see like uh, how things are. Um, I guess I mean since I'm up here, I mean I might as well ask a question now. Uh, what will be the number one uh, key indicator that? Uh, Publius, you'll be looking at uh, in on let's say the um, the day uh, after launch, like after bidding is done. Well, the day after the bidding will be the sewing period. So that maybe the better question is the day it's after the sewing period. Y yes, that's right. The day after the sewing period. What's the what's the major indicator you're looking at, and and what are you when we're ready to hit play? So so then the open question is whether. The DAO wants to wait for the Trail of Bits audit or whether they just, you know, everyone's ready to hit play again. Got it. And you and you don't have a timeline yet, right, for the Trail of Bits audit? 
Trail of Bits starts June 2nd and is scheduled for three weeks, I believe. So the idea would be, you know, it could be a launch at the end of April or beginning of July. Uh, sorry, end uh, of June, end of June or beginning of July. Got it, got it, got it. Thank you. I'll take leave, guys, and stop posting silly things. Asfi, you're never silly other than in the best ways. Thanks, Asfi. I think that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good time to wrap it, guys. We do have another one tomorrow, so you don't have to wait. Uh, you don't have to wait very long. You have to wait about 23 hours. So um, this is a pretty good opportunity to ask as many questions as you have. So um, as everyone knows, there's a lot of work to be doing in the meantime, so we don't want to take you know, all of our time. Um, so yeah, with that, I think we'll go ahead and wrap this, and we'll see all of you tomorrow. Thanks, Dumpling. Talk soon.